Hey sports fans, the NBA draft is only days away and the Locked On NBA podcast is mock drafting every first round pick. So listen to Locked On WNBA podcast every day leading up to the draft to hear predict So listen to Locked On NBA every day leading up to the draft to hear projections of each pick and expert analysis from Chad Ford, The Athletic's John Hollinger, and Sports Illustrated's Jeremy Wu. Check the feed to catch up on the past shows and don't miss a pick. Subscribe to Locked On NBA today wherever you get your podcasts. Ogumbawale for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello, women's basketball fans. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. I am your Tuesday, Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And today's Thursday, that means we're talking social justice. And I'm actually going to do a little bit of a hybrid. I want to give you a resource and... By introducing that resource, I want to talk about a specific episode um, or maybe a few episodes that the Rise podcast has put together regarding social justice. So that's what we're going to talk about on this show. Again, you are listening to Locked on Women's Basketball. I am Erica Lindsay Ayala, but we have three other amazing hosts for this show for your weekly dose of WNBA, college basketball, overseas international women's basketball, and more. So you have Amy Audibert and Gabe Ibrahim on Monday. I am, again, your Tuesday, Thursday host. And of course, you have Howard Megdal on Friday. A little bit of news. So we've been getting some commitments. Of course, the big one was uh, AZ Fudd uh, has committed to UConn. Not altogether surprising, including it's not altogether surprising some of the commentary that has been happening. Uh, what are your thoughts? You know, big, big time commits going to UConn. You love it? You hate it? Are you indifferent? Let us know. Hit us up in the comments. Of course, rate, review, subscribe. Um, that's how we get the good word out about women's basketball. I mean, here's here's the thing. If you're not a UConn fan, I get why you you might not like seeing the top recruits go to a team that you don't root for. But that's a part of the fandom. That's what we love. We love to hate on teams. We love to love teams. So, you know, Gino, do your thing. Uh, a lot of people saying it's not so surprising. Fudd has a, a dog named Stewie. So there you go. Wonder, wonder where that name came from. Um, I mean, but game recognizes game as well. Um... You know, and some people I've seen bring up that Tennessee and Pat Summit uh, was was that was that coach was that school? These things happen; they change over time. I mean, I think you have to look at what Oregon has been able to do as far as recruitment. I think Kara Lawson, of course, Don Staley; these are names that are big in women's basketball, and they're going to attract a certain type of player. There are some things I think that other schools. As far as they, they are able to get regional commits, UConn seems to just get internationally the cream of the crop. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic, but hey, that's a part of the game. I always have wondered, though, about these announcements and, you know, it, it just get it seems to be getting like really intense 
Um, that's not my cup of tea, but I think it's good for the game. If we have players, um, you know, and Paige is, is one of those as well, who are coming in and getting a lot of media attention, um, it, it's good for the game. What I would like to see, especially since this is the Social Justice Thursday episode, is a little bit more equity. How and when and why and for how long any individual, any program or any coach stays quote unquote relevant or tends to be the media darling. I don't know. That seems like a very, I, I don't know the formula. I really don't. Um, so I pride myself on finding stories that maybe aren't told as much. And I think media can do a really good job of, of course, covering kind of what the buzz is, what the hype is. But I think journalism at its best um, is exploring stories and introducing people um, that, that we don't hear from a lot um, or even introducing uh, main characters in new ways. And so I hope that we can continue to do that here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. So that's just a little bit of my commentary on what is happening. But as I mentioned, we're going to get into a little bit of a hybrid. I do my essential resources on Tuesdays. These are essential resources for women's basketball fans. If you missed Tuesday's episode, highly recommend it. Of course, I'm going to highly recommend it. I hosted it. But I talked about Made for the W. And I talked about that platform, um, you know, they were originally, as I understand, M WNBA kicks. There are a few things, uh, you know, as far as um, ownership of name, etc. And they have rebranded for Made for the W. But if you listen to Tuesday's episode, I also told you um, that recently, very recently, Made for the W also made a another pivot to their platform. So if you want to know what that is, you're going to have to listen to Tuesday's shows. No, I'm not giving any spoilers. You got to listen to Tuesday's show. But today I'm going to, again, give you a, an essential resource, I think, especially if you want to talk about social justice in sports. Um, but of course, we're talking women's basketball. And that is the Champions for Change podcast. This is a podcast put together by RISE. Um, and RISE stands for, it's an acronym, R-I-S-E, stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equity, R-I-S-E, RISE. And I first came across RISE because in 2016, when the WNBA players it, uh, decided to wear warm-up shirts, I was covering, that was my first season, I think, covering the New York Liberty. And so I was following the New York Liberty pretty closely. The next year after they got the fines, fines were rescinded. We kind of know that history. I've spoken about it on this podcast. But after that, the New York Liberty decided to create what started as a Unity Day game and now is a full Unity Day. It's a Unity Week where they're talking about social, racial injustice, elevating community, and Rise partnered with the WNBA in 2017 to have their first ever Unity Day panel. Um, Sue Wicks was on there. Actually, shout out to Natalie oh, um, Wiener, who has a great story on Sue Wicks. I'm going to leave that in the 
in the description. Um, but Sue Wicks was there, uh, Tanisha Wright. Uh, it was a really great panel. So I was able to write about that panel for Think Progress, and I'm going to leave you the description there. So you'll get Natalie's article on Sue Wicks, really great article. Uh, you'll get my article on the or the first ever Unity Day panel. And I've covered every Unity Day and or Unity Week since 2017. So I'm going to drop those links for you as well. But Rise was the partner um, with the New York Liberty and was able to have a conversation about policing in black and brown communities. And I thought it was really an interesting conversation. I will say, and the reason I wanted to give Sue Wicks some shine is because there was a question that Sue was asked. She was the only white person on the panel, and I just didn't appreciate where the question, where I felt the question was coming from. I thought that Sue, who's been such an amazing pioneer, and that's why I want you to read Natalie's piece, was kind of put on the spot in a way that made me uncomfortable. I can't speak for Sue, but I kind of felt that she was being asked to, to <laughs> represent all white people. And listen, I've been asked to represent all, you know, insert how I identify. And it's not comfortable and it's not fair in a lot of different ways, especially because there's no indication for me that Sue Wicks has never been a great um, teammate or a person that works in allyship. So I don't know. That's just a little bit uh, of my of, of my little gripe with how that uh, was moderated. But anyway, we're going to get to Rise, uh, the Rise podcast, Champions of Change. Uh, episodes come out every other Tuesday. And I want to focus on, I said I was going to focus a little bit on the Big East because there's something that Val Ackerman said. She was um, one of the more recent guests for the Champions of Change, uh, the Rise podcast. And there's something that, 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 Commissioner Ackerman said about the difference in um, social justice and racial justice initiatives in college, uh, at the college level, than what we saw in the Wubble. And I thought that was really interesting. So I want you to hear a little bit. I'm going to play a little snippet of that and then give you my uh, take. So that's going to come up in the next segment. And then we'll close out because Renee Montgomery was also on the Rise podcast. And I'd love for you to hear what two-time WNBA champion and just amazing personality. Oh man, you know, I love a strong crossover. Renee Montgomery today has, or, and yesterday has been tweeting about the NWSL expansion draft. She's all over NASCAR. She had an amazing <laughs> and hilarious conversation with L. Duncan of ESPN. I mean, Montgomery, Renee Montgomery out here doing her thing, okay? So like I said, this is a little bit of a hybrid. I'm going to give you a few uh, essential resources or really great resources, but they're going to be focused on social justice. So coming up next, you're going to hear a little bit from Val Ackerman on the Champions of Change podcast. And then later in the show, you'll hear a little bit from Renee Montgomery as well. It's a gloomy day here in New York City, overcast, we've got some rain, but I have all of the energy that I need in the palm of my hand because of Built Go. This is like such a slim, portable, just quick energy boost to help me break through my wall. And let me tell you, being a podcaster, uh, having my own podcast, you know, trying to survive as a creator in a pandemic, my goodness, there is a lot uh, that can get me down, but I'm, I'm, I'm up and I'm moving 
because BuiltGo is helping me break through any physical, emotional uh, walls. Uh, so what is your wall? And uh, are you looking for something that can help you just crush right through it? Well, BuiltGo is what you need. Again, I mentioned it's small, it's portable, it's an easy to take 1.5 ounce package. You can plop that in whatever bag, your gym bag, uh, you know, whatever bag you have, it, it's BuiltGo. It's made to move on the go. It's a, a workout gel. It's the best workout gel on the market. It gives you five hours of energy without that crash feeling. And that's because it's natural. So it's good for your body. And what do I mean by natural? It combines an energy gel with collagen protein. And collagen protein promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. So this stuff literally makes you look better. Comes in three delicious flavors. I mentioned that I had the chocolate coconut the other day. Also have peanut butter honey and chocolate mint. This is like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and much better results. So go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Vamos! Now I want to take you to the Champions of Change podcast with Val Ackerman. You know, we, we've been talking about obviously just the the way that athletes are using their platform and WNBA in particular. You see every halftime interview or postgame interview as a lot of them are starting with, well, you know, we're dedicating the season to Breonna Taylor and the Say Her Name campaign and, and all that using their platform that, in that way. On-court demonstrations, whether that's with the national anthem before, after, et cetera. Um, I wonder what you're thinking about and expecting to see at the college level as far as athlete activism this season and how you plan to address or support that. Yeah, I think that's a great question and very, very likely. I mean, uh, obviously we're not sure where the college sports season will be this year. Um, that That's the hotter topic at the moment is the status of football. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, and ultimately, you know, in our case, basketball, we don't sponsor football in the Big East, so we're a step away from you know, what, what you might see. Uh, although we do have four schools that play football, we don't sponsor it as a conference. But I do expect that you will see a heightened level of, um, of athlete activism this year. I think that's a positive. Um, I, you know, I think it's at the same time incumbent upon our, our athletics departments to be in contact and communication with our athletes about, you know, about the ways that they're expressing that, um, how the athletics departments can be helpful, just so there's a shared sense of understanding about it. Um, it's interesting, we um, every year do a freshman orientation program for, for our incoming men's basketball student athletes. It usually translates into 30 or 40, 35 or 40 men's basketball players every year. They typically come to New York for two days in September. Um, and we give them, it's run by Stu Jackson, who oversees men's basketball for his former colleague of mine at the NBA, who does who helped form the NBA's rookie transition program. So he does a great job with this. And one of the topics this year at the request of many people in our league was that topic, activism. How can the athletes um, do a better job of, um, of using their voices, using their platforms, um, it's almost like there's a, there, it's a skill. Um, there is a skill to that, we think. There is a way to do it well. 
and to take advantage of it. And so we we're actually planning to provide programming to our to our to our athletes about how to, how to do that. We're you know hopefully can expand that to other student athletes this year as well. So I don't think I have the crystal ball on what forms this is going to take. I think if campuses are um, limited in terms of in-person instruction this year, I think that by definition will curtail some of the possible ways that student athletes would express themselves because they're just not in person. So right. I do think the virtual opportunities, whether they be through Zoom calls or um, social media um, accounts that they're running, um, their ability to access school accounts, et cetera, I think, you know, I think the sky may be the limit there. And to your last point, I do think um, everyone will learn a bit by looking at what the pros are doing just across all sports um, domestically and globally, because I think um, these ideas will just feed one another. There's so many great things from that Val Ackerman interview. I highly encourage you to to listen to Champions of Change, the Rise podcast. Val Ackerman um, talking with uh, Rise and Ian Cutler in August. So, you know, we're in November now, so th some things have changed. But I loved what Val said about navigating social justice and racial justice as a as a league as a conference in in a digital age We're still very much and again this was months ago very much dealing with the effects of coronavirus and the big east at least headquarters is in new york city and new york city we're seeing rise cases rise um but what i loved is that the big east is committed to giving access to resources and training. Uh, I loved that Ackerman was talking essentially that this is a skill, this is a tool that you have to build up. And the Big East is committed to helping their student athletes, their coaches and their staff build and flex that muscle. So I am all for it, Commissioner Ackerman. I, again, can't uh, <laughs> cannot recommend enough that podcast. I think it was a great episode uh, Val Ackerman also talked about uh, David Stern and the NBA and some of the conversations about equity and, and justice at, under Stern's tenure. She also, of course, talked about the late um, Georgetown head, men's head coach um, and some of the ways that Georgetown has been a part of athlete activism and sports activism since the 80s. Um, and so I really love that conversation. Um, and I hope you listen to it. So again, this is my hybrid of something that you should have as an essential resource, that being, of course, the Rise podcast, Champions of Change, but also talking about social justice. And I thought it was really cool to hear Val Ackerman uh, commit the Big East to racial and social justice, even in this virtual digital world that is ever-changing. Coming up next, you will hear from Renee Montgomery on the Champions of Change podcast, the Rise podcast, um, and hear about her take on what the WNBA was able to accomplish and what that means moving forward. And here's Renee Montgomery on Champions of Change. 
Yeah, so, you know, there was a lot of things that happened leading up to that decision. You know, there was the Breonna Taylor murder. You know, Ahmaud Arbery was murdered, and then George Floyd. So just that combination of tragedies, obviously it set, it didn't sit well, well with anyone. But then when I was talking to my family and my parents, um, my mom started telling me all kinds of stories about what she went through when she was younger. And I'm like, wait, I didn't know that. And then my dad started doing the same. So that didn't sit right with me either because I'm like, wow, my parents have been through a lot. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah. And then she was telling me how they, she was an activist trying to make sure her future kids didn't have to deal with certain things she dealt with. And then here I am becoming an activist. So there's this like bittersweet moment in a sense that like, wow, I'm kind of following in my, my parents' footsteps. And then there's also the sad reality that, well, I still have to do what they wanted to fix or wanted to help. So all those things kind of led me to opting out of the 2020 WNBA season. Yeah, so, you know, I put it in the tweet when I opted out. I said, well, actually, I have it on my shirt, but I, I have a, like, moments equal momentum. There's a thing about that where even in sports, you know, once you have the momentum, people say, put your pedal to the metal. You got the momentum. Um, everybody knows what momentum is. It's like this this energy. And so I think right now there is this energy in America that we need to do better. I mean, when have you before, like, this isn't the first time that we've seen these murders, but this is the first time that we've seen an NFL team change their nickname or their their, their name. Yeah. This is the first time that we've seen Minnesota change, Mississippi change their state flag. This is the first time we see all kinds of different statues, school names being changed left and right. We see students stepping up and, and making demands. This is a first. So there's so many firsts. Um, and that's the reason why this, this moment is important for me. And that's the reason why we have to keep this moment going because I don't know if we'll ever see a time where so many businesses, so many organization leagues are standing up for a social cause. Usually business is business and people are like, well, let's keep the business over here. But right now you see businesses standing up for civil rights, a social cause, and that that's new, that's different. And that's why this moment is important. I loved Renee Montgomery talking about this being a, a moment of momentum. And I think that's exactly why I want to focus here at Locked On Women's Basketball on social justice, because there's still work to be done. I've talked about the now two Senate races happening in Georgia, but even beyond that, and in the full interview with Val Ackerman, she talks that there are limitations to what we can do in the sports space and that a lot of this um, has to be done at the political governmental level but Val Ackerman and I I would argue women's basketball players are committed to making those changes within the systems that they operate and so I I just think there's a lot of excitement there's a lot more work to be done and there's a lot of great work that has been done and I think both Val Ackerman and Renee Montgomery in the clips that I played for you, but certainly in the full episodes of Champions of Change, they really illuminate that. So again, the links are in the description. We're going to break this down even more, but thank you to Renee Montgomery. Thank you to Val Ackerman. And of course, thank you to Rise for their amazing podcast. That's going to do it for our Social Justice Thursday here at Locked on Women's Basketball. Again, I'm your Tuesday Thursday host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. I encourage you to continue to find your place in this work because it's going to take all of us because if black and brown people could fix racism alone we probably would have done it already uh, because there's no 
way that we want to continue in the oppressive state that we find ourselves in a lot of industries and certainly in society. So um, we hope that you're following. We hope that you're listening every day, every week. And I will catch you next week for Locked On Women's Basketball.